Welcome to Belief Beat, where we talk about things that matter with people who matter. So way back when COVID started, we had the opportunity to talk to two professional counselors, Janice Johnson and Kim Nodolf. We actually talked to them twice last spring in the midst of everything that was going on with uh, COVID-19, uh, George Floyd, uh, civil unrest, I think some personal soul searching. So there was just a lot going on in our world and a lot going on, I think, in everyone's lives. And uh, I just really appreciated talking to Kim and Janice and getting their insights on mental and emotional and spiritual health in the midst of a, a really challenging time. So now we've had some time elapse in there and a lot of things have happened since then. And it seemed like a really good time to get back together with Janice and Kim. And they're with me on this particular podcast. Janice, welcome back. Hi there. Thank you for having us back. And I'm glad that we can get together again and, uh, you know, share some more thoughts on different things that are happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kim, you too. Yes, thank you so much. It's great to be back and to touch base again and, um, and, and to be able to chat. Let's dive into it. So let's kind of start with that time gap. It's roughly about six months, not quite since we talked. Lots happened. Um, I guess I'm interested with each of you, you know, both professionally and personally, as you kind of go about life, what are you noticing right now about people's situations and concerns? Janice, let's, let's start with you on that one. Well, like you said, you know, time has passed and then there's been different, um, so we're at a different place than we were back then when we first talked. And, you know, I think the thing that I'm seeing from people is um, just, there is a lot of anxiety out there. I mean, people uh, still are very anxious um, as they try to figure out um, kind of how to live life with everything that's going on. And so just finding ways to um, kind of re-enter, you know, people that were kind of maybe working from home that some other companies have, you know, started to open back up and bring them back into the office and trying to figure out how to navigate that for themselves. Um, you know, people being in different places. And, and I think that's the big thing I'm seeing is that, you know, I call it like the, the threshold for tolerance of risk and, and people are at such different places with that. And, and, and so some of it is personally just trying to figure out how to navigate that risk and where that line is for people, but then also how to honor differences among other people so that other people may be making different choices and, and how to really um, kind of, I think we left off last time not judging people by those decisions, but kind of looking that we're all going to be at a little different place and um, that how do we hear each other and kind of listen to what, you know, how people are making their decisions versus kind of having a, a blanket kind of pathway for everybody. So I, I think I'm just seeing people trying to navigate all of those different things, how to kind of live with it, how to respect other people, how to um, just kind of re-engage. I'm, I'm trying to deal with all of those things, Janice. So yeah, that, that sounds like a good summary. Kim, six month gap. What are you noticing in yourself and others, people you, you talk with? 
Um, similar things, similar things. How, how to, how to navigate all of this on, and the change. Um, I'm having, um, you know, I, I have my own practice and I have people in my practice I haven't seen for years coming back saying, you know, I was doing good. Everything was great. But now, um, because of all the change, because of everything that's so different, having a hard time just kind of finding their feet. Um, so really trying to help them focus on things that are certain in such uncertain times. Uh, and that's, that's a kind of on a daily and, uh, the, the anxiety and the unknown is, is just, um, a, a huge challenge right now. Yeah. It's interesting you say that Kim, because I, I've had a lot of people coming back too. So people yeah. that, you know, yeah. I haven't seen for a while, but, um, really yeah. kind of needing to kind of come to that place where maybe they can kind of get some support and kind of, uh, reevaluate kind of what they need to do to kind of get some some stability back, some anxiety down. Well, and really cool that people come back. I mean, and uh, recognize maybe that they're struggling and uh, know to reach out uh, to third set of ears to kind of or a second set of ears to kind of help them, you know, recalibrate and get balanced again. You know, thinking of of this, you know, really beautiful summer that we just had here in Wisconsin. You know, I think people. I think a lot of people benefited from being outside and being active. I, I guess, again, as you work with people, how does that figure into the overall balance of uh, emotional health, would you say, Kim? That it's very important. I, I use that. Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely a strategy. It's a, it's a technique. It's a strategy. And I use it all the time um, and encourage people to use that um, on a daily basis, again, to make sure that they're using what their tools or strategies, whatever whatever you might want to call it, um, and moving your body, getting some sunlight and some vitamin D, getting some fresh air, getting outside is so important for our mental and our physical health. And I think they all go together. And, um, and, and so being able to be outside and be active is huge. Um, when we get anxious, we have a physiological response. Our body is responding in a different way. Our heart rate changes, our breathing changes, and we can even have, you know, physical ailments, stomach aches, headaches, and all of that. And I think those things can definitely be lightened and, and, and addressed with, Physical activity is huge. Um, that's one of my go-to is physical activity and breathing. And if you can do that outside where you're getting fresh air and some sunlight, all the better um, to really turn around that physical response. And then obviously working on the, the, how we're thinking about things, how we're perceiving things and the emotional as well. So the summer has been fantastic and I think really helped. Um, I think at the beginning when all of this started, it, the weather was incredibly different going outside was not super easy. It was rainy and cold and disgusting. And I think that was really hard um, on top of everything else that changed. And I think the summer was a, no pun intended, a bit of fresh air, a, a breath of fresh air um, and needed. So I think that helped. Um, I think now as we're heading into winter, it's a little scary because living in Wisconsin and understanding and knowing that winters here are um, sometimes kind of hard. Um, that's that's difficult, but um, this last week has been amazing. And just remember to take it one day at a time. If it's a nice day, getting outside and so on, and not thinking of it as kind of all or nothing. So um, I think it's so important to to stay active and take advantage of being able to be outside when possible. Kind of funny uh, as you were speaking, 
of course, your two podcasts were very well listened to, but it's interesting to me that of our podcast, the one that's had the most listenership was we, we had two FIAD instructors from uh, the Elmbrook School District that are members at the, at the church on to talk. And, you know, they just talked about specific ways of being active inside and out. And that's been the most listened to one. And, uh, you know, so I mean, I think there's an awareness of yeah. simple ways to do that because they did a nice job of just talking about simple ways to be active. Janice? Yeah, I think everything that Kim said, and I think the thing that made it so important, probably even more so this summer, is because it opened people's world back up. You know, even that, just that sense of being connected to the outside, connected to people, connected to um, just the world in that way. So it was all those um, uh, physical benefits that we get, those um, mental health benefits we get. But I think just it was really a needed thing for, you know, where people could gather maybe more outside at a time when. And so um, just that sense of connection, because we are wired for connection. I keep, you know, you know, bringing this back to that. And so I think that that too was just such an added benefit for people um with the summer and i and i do think there's some anxiety like kim was saying as people are kind of now trying to prepare kind of how does that look then with the the weather changing well maybe maybe you can keep going with that janice what maybe you could take us through for lack of a better word a, a, a checklist of healthy approaches to functioning in the current environment both weather-wise and everything else well i think you know kim started to talk about that too with um not having it be all or nothing so just because it's not as nice um as it was in the summer you know finding ways to get out um finding ways to be um active even when the weather isn't desirable maybe to be out and I think that is an important thing you know we live in Wisconsin so it's going to be cold it's going to be snowy Um, but I think when people can embrace that and and kind of find a way to be out in it that really does help um, too there's just something about nature that I think really does regulate our system and kind of helps us uh, clear our head Um, so I think that that's an important thing to do you know I think the other thing is we continue to navigate this is to really, um, and we touched on this last time, kind of monitor how much information you focus on, you know, that when we just get so, so consumed with anything, um, you know, one of the things I've been doing in my practice is taking it outside of COVID. Let's just look at in general, anything, if you get hyper-focused on it, um, it starts to consume you in a different way. You know, we need to have different things that we focus on and that we um, make time for, make space for. And so I would just really encourage people to um, be aware of that. You know, if there's anything that you're doing that is really, you know, you find yourself talking about it all the time, you find yourself focused on it all the time, pay attention to how it feels for you. If it just feels like it's, it's um, uh, making you more anxious, if it makes it feel like you're more depressed, or it makes it feel like you're shutting down in some ways, um, feeling less connected, you know, know that and try to find those things that you can build in that um, take you in the other direction, whether it be physical activity, whether it be music, whether it be, you know, just anything that kind of shifts that 
kind of real narrow focus that we can get caught up in. Kim, those are those are really good ones. Anything else that you would add to the list of how to function well in the current environment? Um, I think kind of piggybacking on what Janice was saying, I completely agree with just being aware of what you're focusing on and how that's making you feel. And if it's stressing you out or making you feel overwhelmed or making you highly anxious and then engaging in maybe, or not engaging in things that might be healthy, like connecting socially or um, doing things that you otherwise would enjoy doing because of maybe fear or other things, really challenging that because um, you know, our, our, our environment right now is, is, very interesting with a, a lot of, there's a lot of fear out there and, and that's, that's really tough to hear and it's really tough to absorb and to, to figure out how to navigate. Um, and, and I guess to come back to our spiritual connection is God, God guides us in love. And when it's fear directed, um, that's, that's, you know, we need to, we need to challenge that. Obviously we don't want to be cavalier or, or put ourselves in harm's way, but I think having a balance where we can say, okay, hold on. Um, if, if that's just driving my fear, is that really something I need to listen to? And so finding that balance, making sure we're still engaging in things that we know make, bring us joy and we know bring us balance and whatever that might be. And, um, and not just doing again, that all or nothing, or I can't do that anymore at all because for whatever reason, maybe I heard this, I heard that. And, and, and that's, we don't want to limit what we know works and works well. Why do, I'm, I'm kind of curious because I, I sometimes notice this in, in what I do that sometimes when people get into the kind of that circular thinking where they're really focused on something, part of that is because they feel it's like really important and if they don't keep paying attention to it, they're letting themselves down or letting someone else down. How, how do you respond to that, I guess, to, to help with yeah. that? Or they feel like if they let their guard down, something horrible will happen. All of the above. Right, right. Yeah, yes. I think it's really, again, listening to your in, that, inner, that inner voice, that inner, I would say, intuition, which, again, we kind of talked a little bit about last time. We know, like, we have a, a reaction when we know something is coming from a good place, when we know that something is truthful, when we know something that is good, when we know it's made out of love. So it's really slowing down and not getting so caught up in this noise or this chatter and being able to shut the electronics off, you know, have some quiet, maybe play some music take some deep breaths and, and, and really try and be as present and as possible. And I think we often forget that we are taught to, you know, you got to stay busy. You got to be productive. You got to always be doing, 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 you know, and we've been taught that since we were, since we were young and to slow down, to be able to, to, to listen to ourselves, listen to our inner, that inner voice, that inner dialogue, that, that God put in us, right? I mean, that's how we were made. We were made to have that. And when we listen to that, things go well. Um, I think when we get so caught up in all the other information, that's when things go a little bit sideways. Um, So it's really slowing down and kind of being present. And that's when prayer can come into place too. When we can slow down and pray and then get those messages, get that intuition going. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I think prayer is that, you know, when people talk about meditation and sometimes people go, I can't meditate. 
And I, I, I say to people, it's not about sitting there in with no thoughts going through your mind. <laughs> right. It's really intentionally focusing kind of where you do put your thoughts. And so prayer is a great way to meditate. Prayer is a great way to kind of center yourself and kind of listen to that um, spiritual guidance and listen to that inner self and, and, and to take time to do that. You know, the other thing that I was going to add to what Kim said is that one of the things that, you know, there's the strategy of contained worry. And, and so really what I say to people is kind of set aside if, you know, John, when you were asking about what if people feel like it's important that they think about this and they important that they hold on to it, I say, Absolutely. Then spend some time, kind of figure out how much time, you know, you're going to do that, maybe uh, half an hour, 15 minutes, whatever that might be, 10 minutes. Um, and let yourself really think about it. Let yourself um, kind of spend some time with it. or work. But then when that's done, you know, when that time is up, take some time to really intentionally go and focus on other things. And that's where we can get that balance then. So we're not ne neglecting the thing that's important to us. Um, but we're not letting it consume us in a way that it robs us from the other things. Because there's so many things that are important to us as individuals, not just one thing. And I think maybe that's part of what's been happening everywhere we go. We talk about it. You know, you, you don't go anywhere where there's COVID-free conversation. You know, you don't go anywhere where... Um, you know, it's not constantly brought to your attention. And, and again, it's not saying that's not important conversation. Those are important conversations to have, but we're so much more than that, you know? And so finding ways to contain worry, set aside time, but make time that's free from some of that also. You've both kind of started down this path anyway, but uh, I'm also curious about if you can kind of enumerate a, a couple of things that that you see in people that are definitely not productive in terms of how we cope. I think sometimes just naming that is helpful and maybe some of those things are super obvious and maybe some of those things are really subtle. Could you each kind of address that a little bit? Janice, why don't, why don't we go with you and then we'll go over to Kim on that. Um, well, I think like you said, there's some things that are really obvious. I think when we use substances in any way, you know, to help us cope that, that those aren't, you know, those are things that can take us down a path that maybe short term or maybe right in that moment, it may feel like it eases the, the worry or the stress a little bit. But um, what we know is that that can really lead to some problems too. Using food, you know, using anything that we are using to comfort ourselves in a way that takes it beyond um, or where it becomes not in moderation, you know, that that can be problematic. What we started talking about is technology, um, you know, even um, social media, um, news, anything where you know, like you alluded to when we want to be informed. So we start to get consumed with it and looking at it constantly. And so um, it may feel like that's helping us to have more information. And yet it can end up being causing us more stress and more anxiety and more, um, I think sometimes even more divide because then we come again, we start some maybe pulling away from people or um, not being open to listening to other people. So 
again, being sedentary, like feeling like we can't do anything. And so then we start shutting down and isolating in our house. So on the one hand, it may feel like that's a good thing to do, but it, again, our world can become really small. Um, and then I don't think it ends up helping us cope um, with everything that's going on. Cool, good list. Kim, any additions to that or? Yeah, I mean, I think everything that Janice said is awesome and, and completely um, second to that. I think bigger concepts is, you know, focusing on what's in my control versus what's not in my control. When I only focus on what's not in my control, anxiety, worry, fear increases. And, and so focusing on and, and simplifying what's in my control, what things can I do that I know bring me peace so that I know help slow down that, you know, mind chatter that um, help me sleep well, all of those things. Because when our sleep isn't good, when our exercise and, and we're not moving around, when our nutrition gets off, all of those things absolutely impact not only our physical health, but our mental health as well. So make, taking care of those basics and focusing on kind of what we can control to whatever degree seems doable, um, you know, on a daily basis or, or, you know, breaking down that problem smaller and smaller. Yeah, you know, as you were saying that, Kim, it made me think too, you know, something that we don't talk much about, but even the language that we use. Um, yeah. When is this going to be over? When are we going to get through this? Um, yeah. You know, Language has such an important um, role in kind of how we feel. I mean, if you use negative language or um, it, it affects, if you pay attention, it affects how you feel. So if we're just, yeah. um, so paying attention to kind of how you're talking um, about things. Yeah. And um, again, that goes back to what Kim was saying about focusing on what you can control. And so um I think that's another thing that people uh, maybe don't spend enough time really paying attention to how that affects their anxiety level or their mood. Yeah, and I, I just, as I'm struck, you know, from a faith perspective, how, you know, it's it's really cool. We have the, the dual commandment to love God and neighbor as well we should, but I think part of the mental healthfulness of that is too much energy circling into yourself I think typically becomes destructive or at least not productive. And by circling your energy outward into God and neighbor, uh, you're putting it in a, in a better place or also I think a more hopeful place a lot of times. Uh, how about if we change gears a little bit? We're recording this in uh, early November. And so that means holidays are out there, but they're, they're not right upon us, and so we have time to think about them and plan for what'll be the same, what'll be different. Kim, can you get us started on helping us think about uh, the holidays during a pandemic and all the other stuff that's going on? Yeah, sure, sure. I, I think um, obviously holidays are a time to get together with friends and family and to, to be connected. Um, and, and that's still important. I think, um, although, you know, with a pandemic, it, it, it might be a little different, but I don't think, uh, it needs to be avoided. I don't think you, you can't get together, shouldn't get together, feel ashamed about getting together, make excuses or whatever about how and why not to, 
but um, respecting differences. So some people might be very comfortable and, and not a big deal, while others might be, uh, you know, a little bit more hesitant and cautious and everybody's situation is different. So I think really being mindful of that is going to be important and understanding too, the connection uh, and, and time together with family is so important and so healthy um, and needed. Uh, I've talked to so many people who haven't seen relatives or haven't seen parents or grandparents or cousins or people that were, are very much a part of their life present and in person in so long. And it has absolutely impacted their mental health. So I think really considering, you know, what those risk factors are. And again, as Janice was saying, what the, the, you know, what your, what risk tolerance might be and, and thinking about that, taking that into consideration instead of, um, you know, the black and white of either avoiding or, you know, having it be totally normal and, you know, take it or leave it. <laughs> so I think it's going to, this year is going to need to have a little bit more flexibility and patience and, and what that might look like. And, uh, and, and that needs to, to just be in everyone's awareness. When you think about it, can you go a little further, Kim, on, let's say whoever you are, you have a, a, a family member whose decision one way or the other, you know, disappoints you. How do you deal with the disappointment? You know, I think being, being able to talk about it, being able to acknowledge that, being able to share that, being able to have that communication, I think could be kind of a blessing. You know, a lot of times we don't want to, we don't want to say this, we don't want to disappoint somebody we don't want to upset somebody but i think if we can communicate that in a respectful kind way and be able to problem solve that together that's pretty i mean that what a healthy experience what a great opportunity so i think communication is going to be key in that um and not letting like um if somebody gets you know offended or whatever not saying something and then letting that grow and become something more um i think this year is going to need communication more than any other year because certain things that were taken for granted before might might be quite different this year um so i guess that's how i would say is just kind of needing to address it and, and make it uh you know part of the conversation yeah. well good communication is always really important and I mean, maybe part of this moment in time is is giving us the extra impetus to really be intentional about it and exactly exactly you know, yeah. kind of reach down and and make that happen. Uh, Janice, let's go back to the original question. I mean, as as you think about holidays, you know, what you, what's your guidance for us on that? Yeah, I think just what Kim said. You know, I think. Um, the, the time spent with each other, the time connecting um, is so important. It really is an important um, for our mental health. You know, I think that's the thing. We have to find this balance here because um, we need to be um, respectful of um, differences. We need to be able to, but realize that, you know, some people's mental health is really affected by this isolation or, or, or by mm -hmm. um, not being able to connect. And so we can't, we got to pay attention to that, that need to, you know, that and, and, and um, being there for people that, you know, really need that connection. Um, I think what Kim was talking about communication, I think if we could all um, just work ourselves on not judging other people's decisions. And, and maybe when someone makes a different decision, instead of kind of digging in and, and, and sharing our perspective, ask them, 
kind of how did how did you come to your decision or kind of what are the things that you think about and and hopefully they can be open to kind of the same and I think if we can start to do that then we can um you know kind of be there for each other in a better in a better way um I think we've had some family things this summer and it was communicated if you're comfortable come if you're not don't um no judgment um you know just do what's right for you but just know that you were thought of and that you were included and it allowed people you know i think it did give people the um opportunity to kind of make that decision and know that they were still cared for um even if their decision was different than somebody else's so i i would hope that people might go into the holiday like that with that type of attitude i like your phrasing you know, rather than, you know, dig in and see it as an occasion to argue, what a, what a great opportunity to actually ask somebody, how are you, you know, why did, you know, why are you thinking that? And I'm glad you told me. I mean, just a really good opportunity uh, rather than having it be a, a negative thing. Along those same lines, I guess it occurs to me that holidays are frequently you know, stressful for people. Way before COVID, holidays were were stressful. <laughs> so, in in that respect, maybe maybe some of the differences about this particular set of holidays is is an, a, again kind of an opening or opportunity to uh, reshape them. Anyway, either of you want to just kind of free associate on that particular comment. Kim, I'll, I'll toss it at you, Kim, and. <laughs> um, I, I may, yeah, I guess I could see it as an opportunity to do it. Maybe you have different traditions or different things that, you know, that might be kind of fun or, or that wouldn't have been considered before that, that maybe are like, um, you know, if people are uncomfortable getting together in certain areas, then maybe you get to do something outside or go sledding or go do something out in nature where before, you know, well, of course we would just sit inside and we wouldn't, whatever we would do what we normally do and maybe it's an opportunity to have just a different routine or different pattern or different thing while still getting together enjoying each other and um and connecting janice anything pop into your head yeah i just think you know people can be creative i think that it does open that up and you know i really kind of was sitting here kind of struck by what you said too i think maybe it's a reminder that you know, the holidays have always been stressful and it has been a different experience for different people. You know, maybe we, we worked from this assumption that it was this joyous event for everybody. And yeah. um, that's not true, you know? And, and so the same applies now. There's gonna be differences in how people approach this, but um, that opportunity to, to ask people or check in with people and just see where they're at but then you know bring some creativity into it you know and um you know find new new traditions while balancing it with maybe some of the things that you've always done so it's you yes. know just being flexible yeah I, I mean honestly i'm i'm often struck by how much of a struggle they can be for people and i think in part because Again, people feel it's really important to honor a variety of traditions, but as families merge, I mean, you end up with so many traditions that, I mean, you can't carry the weight of it all. And to me, this just seems like a kind of an ideal moment in time to say, you know, 
we've got this pandemic and so it's just different and so what a great opportunity to reshape the holiday a little bit uh and you know uh, for other people the holidays are awesome and in which case that's cool too and hopefully they will uh follow what you guys are talking about just in terms of uh approaching it and making sure people are noticed and included um one of the things I don't think we ever talked about the first time or the second time on this was was just your jobs in general. Um, what do you find really satisfying about what you do as counselors? Janice? Um, you know, I think for me, um, what is satisfying is that I can create a space where people can come you know, and just give, um, you know, your unconditional positive regard, your empathy, you know, a place where that they can just um, feel safe, hopefully enough to um, explore whatever it is that they brought in there with them, brought into the office with them. And so I, I just, I feel honored and that people, you know, um, have some trust to let me create that space and, 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 and journey that journey with them and help them figure out, you know, I think that's where it's help them figure out where they want to go. Not for me to tell them where to go, but for that me to help them figure out where that right space is for them and help them to get there and just, um, so I think that is what I just am so thankful for. I'm thankful that I have a, that I can do that and, and be in that space with people. And I find that rewarding. And uh, I love being able to hear so many people, different perspectives. Um, I think it is amazing and, and, and really um, an opportunity to be able to go on people's journey, um, kind of as Janice was saying, um, be able to, to, to guide and walk and support along the way, but help them find their own truth, help them find um, what they need to do to be the best person they can and hearing people's journey and guiding and figuring out what that is for them or help helping them figure that out for, you know, for themselves is really um, a gift. It's amazing. Um, and, and I want to say even as, like, especially dealing with the pandemic um, was just so interesting. Everybody's different experiences, everybody's different ways to cope, what they did, all of that. And some of those, some people had amazing ideas and really creative things and, and some things that worked really well that I was able to kind of pass along those ideas and those things. Yeah. I think that's my, I love that. I love being able to hear from so many people, their different experiences of life. Um, and, and it's just, I think that is such a gift. Well, you, you both enjoy people, I think, and that's kind of where it starts and, and then the opportunity. And like you said, Janice, the fact that people, you know, trust you enough to open up to you or to either of you, um, is just a, a really cool and, and, and brave thing, I think, for people to do. Um, you work with with people we can't ever control at some level how anyone else then is reacting so maybe a, a place for us to end is that sometimes i think people think we live in really divided times and we do i don't know 
uh, how you would measure if that's better or worse than it's ever been. But as we kind of navigate our, our way through life and encounter people, how about if you end with some words of how we best encounter all these other human beings out there, every one of whom is different than any of us. What are a couple of watchwords for you for how to best be a human being as you're meeting all these other human beings and with all the joys and with all the stresses they create for us in life? Where would you go with that? Kim? Yeah, I mean, I think... Um... We tend to, again, you were saying, you know, it seems like we live in divided times or maybe we do, or that's definitely the message that we seem to hear. Um, whether that's whether that's true, I, I, I don't know. I don't think that that necessarily is. I think we have so much in common um, that if we focus on what we have in common and how um, our goals actually all lead to the same place, right? We want to, we want to take care of our families. We want to feel safe. We want to enjoy life. We want to experience things. We want to be able to to work and to do those things in safety and 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 so on. I think we are so much more united than we're given credit for, and I think unfortunately we don't hear that message very often. And, and we need to, we need to focus on what is in our control and, and what our end goals are and, and not the, the stuff where we might differ and how we might get to that in a different, in a different route and, and not focusing on what we all agree on. Janice, what would you, what would you add? Yeah, I, I think what I would add is um, when we start making overgeneralizations. You know, that just assuming that maybe if one person kind of thinks this way about this, then we decide that they think this way about everything. And so, again, it comes back to my, you know, listen to people. Just be open to not rushing to judgment. Um, again, like Kim's saying, look for commonalities. I think maybe one of the things that's happened is we've, we've missed that opportunity to know all these other parts about people because we have gotten maybe made some overgeneralization, you know, or looked at the division. And so any way that we can stop, you know, just connect with people, listen to their stories, you know, and um, know that we're going to have differences. We are, there's going to be differences, but we can maintain connection while honoring differences and, and, and finding ways that we're the same. Cause I agree with him. Mm -hmm. I think we're, I think there's a lot more similarity than maybe has been out there, you know, kind of mm -hmm. presented to all of us recently. Perfect place to end, you two. I mean, let's not overgeneralize and let's remember how much we have in common with each other. And I'm pretty sure Jesus would agree with that. And I think he excelled at meeting people where they were at and not overgeneralizing and constantly pulling uh, goodness out of those he encountered. Because he knew it was there. Um, it's been really good talking to you both. And um, thank you for making the time for it. And I appreciate everyone who's been able to listen in on this particular podcast. And again, we've been with Kim Nodolf and Janice Johnson, uh, both professional counselors in this area. You can look them up if you ever want to uh, professionally connect with them. I really appreciate them just taking the personal time to be here and be part of this really simple conversation. So uh, thanks for being a part of Belief Beat, and uh, we'll talk to you sometime in the near future. Bye for now.